I'd like to welcome you to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Miller. Here we'll be discussing pleasure hunts, competition hunts, and anything else related to the use of hunting dogs. It's our sole purpose to bring awareness to the sport of hunting with dogs. And now it's time to let's talk some dogs. Today's word comes from Philippians 3:12. Not that I have already obtained this or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus has made me his own. Philippians 3:12. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Hello, Blake. Hello. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I had uh, I had talked to Brendan, and uh, we talked about getting you on the podcast. So yes. I figured, I figured if you wanted, we could uh, we could talk a little bit about dogs and uh, see if we can pick your brain a little bit. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, usually what we do, if you want, you just tell the tell the listeners who you are and kind of a little bit about yourself yeah uh my name's uh blake robertson a lot of people know me on facebook is joseph uh when i was creating my account it said put your first name so i put my first name i didn't put what i went by so a lot of people <laughs> see that on there anyhow uh i'm 29 years old and uh i live here in a small town north louisiana Minden, louisiana and uh I'm a uh, I'm a lineman for the local power company and try to keep these lights on around here and coon hunt for every chance I get. Uh, I got a, a wife, Amy, and uh, I got my son is seven and and she's got two kids also, two boys, and uh, that's uh that's kind of that, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, the light line, that's a that's a tough job down here in Louisiana. I know I got some buddies and they stay busy. Yes sir. Oh, <clears throat> uh, you chase some storms or you just kinda stay um, local? No, we uh <clears throat> the power company I work for, we just have ten linemen here and uh about five of those are pretty inexperienced. They new guys coming up this basically straight out of lineman school, so Really ain't got no no room to send nobody off to chase those storms. You know we got to keep our lights on our main objective. You know. Right. No, I understand that. I understand yes. that. Well, uh, let's dive right into it. We'll just start talking about some dogs. Uh, yes, sir. Well, uh, what is your? How'd you get started in any kind of dogs? What What was your start? Well, ever since I've been old enough to know what a dog was i've had some type of dealing with a dog uh, when i was growing up my dad worked a lot a whole bunch and um 
And uh, but I had an uncle that liked to play, and we was always rodeoing, catching cows, working cows for different farmers, and he always had cow dogs and uh, hog dogs. And we was either chasing a cow with a dog or chasing a hog with a dog when I was young, growing up, and uh, and uh, it kind of um, you know, we done that until I, you know, I got up around 13, 14 years old. Uh, my uncle had a bad car, a truck accident uh, one Thanksgiving Eve night. Uh, broke his neck and his back, and uh, he couldn't go as much as we'd like to. And uh, but he still loved the dog, and uh, so he got into bait-in competition dogs. You know, it was more, um, uh, you know, you didn't have to go as hard. You know, uh, it was it was a lot easier on him, and. Uh, done that for a while and there was a guy there that coon hunted and he was down there at the bay pen all the time uh and he asked me to go coon hunting with him and um i was 14 15 uh and uh i went coon hunting with him one night and it just fascinated me i'd never been coon hunting before ever and it just fascinated me how a dog could smell a raccoon and run it to a tree and have a raccoon in a tree it fascinated me and uh, I ended up buying. Uh, I worked. I worked and made me some money. And he wanted seven hundred fifty dollars for that dog. And I saved my pennies up and I bought that dog that he took me with that night. And uh, I hunted him because there just wasn't nothing left of him. Uh, he was old when I bought him. And uh, that was kind of how I got started in the coon hunting right there. Uh, I had. I would hunt anything. Uh, I had couple blue tick females that was nice uh i hunted a couple dogs for uh, a local competition hunter just didn't know what i was doing just hunting them you know uh probably messing them up uh, i didn't really know what it took to make a good competition dog back then i just knew how to go turn a dog loose but i learned a lot by doing that you know and uh and everything um but that's kind of how i got started up in the competition hunting and uh, I'd come across a really nice black and tan dog. Uh, I, if I had him now, knowing, seeing what he was back then and, and, and knowing now how the hunts are, uh, he would, he was, he would be poison. I mean, he was, he was a nice dog. I didn't know what I had, but uh, I, I had to quit hunting so much and go to work, you know, I ended up having to uh, go to work, so that kind of put a hold on my coon hunting for a while. The black and tan, you remember how he was bred? Uh, he was, uh, uh, yeah, he was out of some of them, that bad to the bones line, uh, bad to the bones uh, ace or cane or something like that. A uh, uh, guy over in Sterlington, Louisiana, had that line of dogs, uh, Brian Jones, and uh, he was a good one. I, I, I wish I had him now. Yeah, it always seems them, them off-color dogs are a little bit harder to find the good ones, but when you find one, you got a gold mine. Yes. Yeah, I remember uh, it was only about the third or fourth cast I ever won was with him. Uh, I had won a couple with a little female I hunted there for a while, and uh, and then I, uh, I got shed of her for some reason, I don't know. But I had this black and tan dog, and I remember I went over to Crowell, Louisiana, 
and I, I drew a three dog cast. It was me, Dewey Jones, and Jesse Lively, and I scored 525 plus points in the higher really. And that was big deal to me. That was one, you know. <laughs> Man, that'd be a that'd be a big deal for anybody because yeah. them other two fellas, uh, they usually towed a pretty nice dog. Yeah, yeah, they they did. And it's not taking nothing away from him. It was just one of them things. I was at the right place at the right time. I reckon. Right. Because <laughs> I know Jesse and Dewey. They're, you know, they're uh, they're hell of a houndsman. You know. Right. That Crowville, though, every once in a while, you can you can hit one of them honey holes and just absolutely tree them. Yes, sir. So yeah. that that's kind of the dog that kind of started your competition career. Well, no, not really. Uh, so I ended up. Uh, actually, I had to go to work. I man, I, I uh, I was, I was by then, by that time, I had been got you know seventeen, eighteen year old. Uh, I had to get me a real job, so I had to go to work. And uh, I actually ended up selling him to uh, to a guy in uh, in Farmerville. And anyways, uh, that was kind of it, you know, for a little while at least. I was working out of town building power lines contracting and everything and um I uh but I always said if I could ever get back to the house from working out of town I'm gonna get back into that coon hunting. And uh so I worked out of town for oh man about four four years uh three or four years and uh I had a chance to go to work for here where I work at Claiborne Electric and uh I had a camp I had bought a camp down on the lake, and I woke up one morning, and I looked at my wife back in. She was my fiance. I looked at my wife, and I said, you know, this fishing ain't for me. Uh, I ain't no fisherman. I want to get back into coon hunting. And I texted a guy that evening, and uh, I already had a guy wanting to buy my camp. And uh, I texted a guy that evening, and I said, man, you ain't got a dog, do you? He said, yeah, I got a male dog here. I said, what is it to him? And he told me. And it was enough for me to go buy him. I went and bought him that evening. And the next weekend, I sold that camp. And I've been coon hunting ever since. I don't think I've picked up a rod since then. <laughs> yeah, you sound like me. I ain't. I mean, I'll, I'll go fishing, but I'm not a just a diehard fisherman. I'd rather be in the woods myself. That, that's right. So you start, uh, you get this dog. What what dog? What was the dog's name? The male dog. Oh, it was a dog. It, it wasn't much to him. It was a, uh, it was a dog here. He was a, uh, I think he was out of a dog named uh, What's Up Fred, mm -hmm. and uh, he was some of that line of dogs. Went back to What's Up Doc on top, and I think on the bottom maybe some stuff went back to fighting side. He was a good bred dog, but he tricked him. But eh, it wasn't, he wasn't nothing to write home about. He was just enough to get me started back, you know kind of get me back started so i had him for a while and I, I i traded around there a little bit and i, I finally got a dog that i liked a little bit and i won um a lot of several cash for her uh got back into going and and uh everything uh going to a lot of hunts and uh local hunts nothing big and uh um you know i i thought um, this is what I, you know, I'm going to get back into competition hunting pretty, pretty hard and heavy. And, uh, I said, I'm going to go, I want to compete, you know? So I got to go, I went hunting with a few dogs and, uh, I went hunting with a dog that we ended up, I ended up buying a uh, gin and, uh, 
and I got her, and, and she's a, she's a nice dog. Uh, I, I I bought her, and not too long before I bought her, I went up to the PKC World Hunt up there, and I didn't have no luck or nothing. But uh, she uh she was the once I got back into coon hunting from from uh from you know working all working out of town and everything, uh, she was the first I'd say good coon dog that I got, you know, to kind of get me back, you know, really excited about going. What, uh, what kind of style of dog was she? She was a, she was real, to this day, we still own her. Uh, I'm actually partners on her now with a guy. She's in West Virginia now. Some other guys, some, some guys we got hunting her. Uh, she, she was a real inconsistent dog about treating a, a, her as far as style is concerned she's real inconsistent but it's all the same at the end it's all a coon but she's liable to straddle a bad track and work it up or she's liable to just run in there a mile and fall tree or she's liable to go right there outside your light and fall tree i mean she's real inconsistent with how she treats a coon it, it's, it's almost like it depends on what kind of coon she wants to hunt that night you know she but it's all a coon at the end, just about it. She's, she's pretty good to have her coons. Well, that don't really sound like a bad thing because, you know, the, the trailing-type dogs, they have trouble on some nights, and then you got the layup dogs have trouble on some nights. And yes. sound like you had just a little mix, and any yeah, night you could be competitive. But you never knew what mix you was gonna get on what night. Right. Well, <laughs> the, I, night you needed, the night you needed the layup side, she'd go over there and she she'd mud hole the hell out of a track. And then the night you needed her to straddle a track and work one up, she'd be flying through the country trying to lay one up and end up t- two miles over. You know. Yeah. I, she just want you know. Uh, I, I, I caught man. I'll I tell you what I did when when on a when we when we ended up. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but whenever. Uh, we had the Jack dog. Uh, me and Jack, I probably hunted that dog for his age. I probably hunted him a little bit too much, and he was—I don't know if he was just kind of burnt out on me at the time. But you know, Casey Dooley started hunting him for us, and I was hunting Jen. And me and Casey was kind of riding to the hunts together. I went—I hunted Jen. She was—she was just a bad luck dog for me. I hunted Jen, and. Nine cat and nine. Uh, there was a streak there. Nine casts in a row. I kept up with it. it was nine casts in a row. I had anywhere from 150 to 425 plus points, no minus, and lost nine casts in a row. That's just bad luck, you know. Yep. And I mean, looking good too. Just getting beat by a quarter, or getting beat on tiebreaker. Just, just it was just some. She's just a bad luck dog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we always talk about in these competition hunts, you'd almost rather have a lucky dog than a good one. Man, I'd rather have a lucky one in any cast than a good one. Yep, that that break. And most of these, you know, we hunt, I hunt a bunch of squirrel hunts now, but you look back in these competition hunts and you look through the weekend and you, you find that one dog that caught just a unbelievable break, and usually that, that one's in the finals. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And that's man, yes, it's just sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't. Yeah, I was uh I was I had Jen, um so I 
in 2021, we made a run at the UKC World. I took her down here to a, a zone. Uh, so I took her down here to Queen City, Texas, to the zone. I won that zone. I had, uh, I believe I, I was high scoring dog. I think I had 475 points that night. And uh, I won that zone. And then I took her to Paris, Texas, to the, uh, I'm sorry, Queen City was the RQE. I won that RQE at 475 points. I took her to Paris, Texas, to the zone. I won that zone when I had 700 plus. And then we went to Peru, Indiana. I'll tell you what kind of bad luck I got with this dog. Me and a, there was a guy from West Virginia named Chad Manns, had a little dog named Cricky. Me and that dog was tied. He was tied. We called timeout. That dog had me on beat on tiebreaker in the tie. We cut loose with 27 minutes left. We, we moved to another spot. We cut loose with 27 minutes left. And Jim was the only dog in 27 minutes to get struck and treed. I had first strike, first tree, go in there as a bad gum den tree. That <laughs> kept me that knocked me out of the world hunt. Just unlucky. On that tree, what did you walking into it? Did you think she had it? Oh, I, I just I had confidence in her. I mean, she done tree two, right? I, you know, she she flying through that country on the edge of a cornfield, fell in the woods and fell tree. I never forget it. Cold man, it was cold, and uh, that was I mean it, that's just how she operated, and she operated like she was supposed to. But I don't know if there's anybody home or not, but I didn't even find him. That, to me, that was the thing that kind of got me, man. I would, you just know your dog just goes in there, does it right. You walk in there and you expect to just throw your light up. And he's right there. And it's That's just. Right. Old tree, big old, I don't know what exactly. We got some funny looking trees up there, but it's a big old tree. It had a big hollow limb come off of it, broke off, but it had been there for a while, kind of molded into the ground. Just barking up that big hollow limb, and it looked like a highway going up in that old hollow limb. You know, <laughs> I'll never forget. Talking about funny trees, I was going to ask you a while ago, what, where you live at? What kind of terrain do y'all hunt? Man, I live in, uh, I live in uh, kind of north, I guess west Louisiana, about uh, 15 miles south of the Arkansas line, if you can kind of picture where that's at. Yeah. A uh, little town called Menden. It's, it's kind of north. It's, uh, I live a little bit north of Menden and, uh, and a little bit south of Magnolia, Arkansas, kind of right up in there, 30 miles uh, uh, east of Shreveport, kind of in that corner right there. But we got a lot of woods, uh, no fields. We ain't got no fields, nothing like that. That's, I guess that's why my dog maybe freak out a little bit when they go up north. Real thick woods. Uh, I'd say we have a, a good average coon population, but an average coon population in our woods is, our woods are so big, the coons are scattered, you know? So, you can, it's hard to target coons, you know, because uh, they can be anywhere. You know, it's, there's, our woods are so big. Right. So uh, it's just mixed timber, pines, some hardwood drains, creek drains. We've got some big bottoms, but mainly the big bottoms, you know, go east toward the, the river, you know, Mississippi River. Uh, 
but uh, we we got some pretty good sized bottles in there. I, I got some. I got some good hunting. Gotcha. I, I've hunted a bunch around Crowville. I've hunted a bunch around. Um, my roommate from college lives in West Monroe, so I've hunted up, you know, around Darbonne. Yeah, um, I grew up. In, I grew up on Darbonne. I grew up in uh, Farmerville, where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, I've been all up, up and down there duck hunting, and. Oh yeah, I grew up on Corner Creek off Darbonne. Yeah, I grew up there. That's some good. That's some good, pretty woods up through there. Oh yeah, yeah. Them old dogs that I told you when I was young. I know we've been on probably trespassing everything else over there. <laughs> we've been all over the place. Gotcha. So, Jen was. You still got her now, but in her, I guess whenever y'all first got her and started uh, com- competition hunting her, where. What was that? Around two thousand twenty? Uh, yeah. Somewhere up in there. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Um, when I got her, she's a two-year-old, but she was about a she's a two and a half, about two and a half year old, but she was about a two and a half year old that acted like a one-year-old. She she them them boys I got her from, uh, they they keep so many young dogs, they probably don't get the hunting that they need. Right. And uh, I put a lot of hunting on her and. You know, she she's not really a what you call a natural type dog. She uh, she's independent, but I kind of made her like it. You know, uh, I think that's kind of why she may go so far sometimes because she don't want to she don't want to hear another dog because I probably made her like that. Right. Uh, she you know them natural dogs like sister I got now. She ain't worried about another dog because she naturally don't want to be with them. She just kind of does her own thing anyhow, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Jen, I kind of made her where she, she want to back a little bit too much what I like to suit me, you know? So, uh, I kind of did what I thought was the right thing. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but she normally ain't with another dog right now, but that's just kind of what I thought I wanted at the time. And, uh, I think that's probably the reason why she goes so far. If you was to do it over, would you would you do the same thing, or would you? Uh, man, there's a. I don't want to. Right. You know, uh, now, being being what I got now, I probably wouldn't fool with one like she was when I first got her. Now, you know, I probably wouldn't fool with one because. I seen what these. I like these natural style of dogs a little better. You ain't got to worry about a lot of stuff with them. Right. So you saying you probably wouldn't have even fo- if you'd have got her, you probably would have ended up kind of moving her. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to do it all over again, if I didn't have, we didn't have so much invested in her now, time and money wise. Yeah, probably would have moved her on. So I guess my my other question, you kind of answered it. You you hunt an independent style dog. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> I got a young dog here that's a fall one year old. And she she's independent to a certain extent. She'll tree a little bit with him. Uh I don't know I like her though. Something about her I like her. I don't know if she, cause she does everything a little faster or what, but but uh I like her pretty good. But uh I like one of them kinda of do their own thing too though, so to be honest with you, I just like a good dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm with you there. Oh, I'm kind of like you, though. I was was always partial to the independent-style dogs. I just, 
Well, kind of takes the guesswork out of things. It does. It makes some things easier to call. It, it makes them easier to call. But every now and then, that sitting in there a mile with a coon, you know, if you ain't struck pretty good and ain't with just a handful of coons there, a tree, and all them other dogs get the tree in them, that sitting in yonder uh, by yourself might not be what it's all cracked up to be if, if you need to get a little bit of this one and a little bit of that one, you know. Because I, I guarantee you, I've, I've been beat a lot by sitting in yonder with a coon and then these other dogs tree one and then that dog gets a piece of that and over there and you beat you know right well i guess at that point it kind of comes down to knowing your dog and then you got to know hey i can't go all across the country and hunt every single hunt because my style of dog is not going to work that's right you know back in 2012 2013 when i was hunting i hunted a dog that was a 50 strike dog and he would be absolutely by himself and he'd have a coon most of the time but We'd go to Winter Classic every year, and I hated going. I loved going to the hunt. I loved the uh, fellowship, but I knew there wasn't a chance I was going to make the Final Four because I wasn't going to treat three coons. That's right. It just wasn't going to happen. Yes. And, uh, I mean, I still went. We, you know, would pile up and go and, and have a good time, but it just to me, I didn't have the fun at that hunt that I had when I went to back then they had the pro hunts and we'd go to a pro hunt but we'd go to one where it may not have the the absolute top coon population but you'd have to treat a coon or two to win and we did fairly well in those so it just got to a point where hey you just gotta be smart about it one got just got beat one night got out of pocket another night and uh i think the third night she put one in the ground i'll be honest with you she's running a coon opening every breath and then just kind of went went muffled so i think she put one in the ground and messed with it all night over there right that's one thing man super stakes i just when we used to hunt a bunch we, we never had no luck up there but we were hunting the fall and that was back whenever they would have the super stakes and the ferry next week would be the world hunt so I'd have to go up there for two full weeks. Right. And it almost got to feel like it was a job. You know, you're living in a hotel room and. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. I don't, I ain't been to a bunch of hunts this summer because it's been so hot and everything. I, I just, I got a fat fall dog now. And if I didn't like her so much, I probably wouldn't keep her. But I like that dog. There's something about her. I ain't figured it out yet. I don't know if it's because she does everything a little quicker or what but uh i like that dog and and i'm gonna keep her and i'm gonna take her to the fall super stakes i put her in just a handful of cast and i want her more than i've lost with her and uh i'm gonna take her up there but them fall dogs is tough on us southern boys man i know it i know it i know back when we were hunting a bunch uh jesse was always he'd always try to have a a good super stakes dog and I was like, man, well, he always wants to go in the spring. He always wants to go in the spring. Well, I kind of figured it out. You know, down here, you can hunt one all winter and have them ready. That's right. But, man, it's it's so hard. We we trying to get squirrel dogs ready. We got hunts starting. Our hunts start in September. And uh, we I hadn't cut a dog loose. We've, been, we've got a contraption where we swim dogs. 
put them out right. in a pond and swim them. And that's all we've been able to do because it's, I mean, today it was 102 with a 60, 50% humidity. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't do nothing. Oh, and not to mention, I don't remember the last time it rained. Yeah, it's dry, and that's how it is. Here's 104 today with whatever heat index we had. It's only probably 112, 115, and it ain't rain. Hell, it. I got a rock driveway and it kicking up dust, you know, going up and down the driveway and all that. It's just it's it's, it's bad hunting conditions right now. Yeah, I know. I talked to uh, I talked to Brendan earlier. He said, "Man, he said they hunted last weekend. He said it was rough." He yes. said, I mean, they hunt 12, 11 or 12 dogs at a hunt, make two, three trees, you know, just, right. it's just. It kind of shocked me. I got a club just south of the house here, Ringo, Louisiana, and uh, we had a hunt last Friday night, had 11 dogs. I was thinking it was going to be, you know, maybe five, six dogs. And we had 11 dogs show up. It was 100, 100, 100 degrees, had 11 dogs show up. In the wintertime, it'd be. 40 degrees and won't have barely make a dang cast you know right <laughs> I don't know. who ended up winning i saw maybe was it dooley yeah casey wanted a cast his nephew wanted a cast and a guy lives just south of here got a really nice blue kick uh kevin bynard one little cast gotcha yeah i tell you now casey ever since he switched to them walker dogs he's he's yeah. been and i am be honest with you i'm gonna take credit for it uh i'm the one that converted that son of a gun well, I'm glad somebody was able to get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to that converted into them whole things. Well, Casey's like the rest of us. He just likes to go and compete. So yeah. I think it it don't matter what color it is. If he got something he thinks he can win with, he's gonna go. I don't know. Old Casey's pretty fond of them other them off color dogs. Right. But yeah what what would anybody have thought that casey dooley was hunting walkers and jesse was hunting a blue dog yeah <clears throat> yeah uh, i've hunted with that blue dog some and he's a nice one i really i had i hunted with him if I, the last time i hunted with him i, I won but if jesse could have heard that sun gun i was gonna be beat i knew if he'd ever heard him he i was gonna be beat and i'm he come down there to the last tree and and he, he blow blue and got in there and Jesse couldn't get couldn't hear him. But I knew if he ever heard him, I was going to be beat. <laughs> and I'm, he pulled around there and got him, and I'm sure he had another coon. Well, um, you know, one of the questions I always ask everybody on the podcast: What other than the dogs that you've owned, what is the one dog that stands out in your mind that's impressed you? Whether it be pleasure hunting, competition hunting. What's the one dog that you, if you had the opportunity, you know, if somebody would have said, hey, you want this dog, you just wouldn't blink an eye, you'd take it? Man, I'm, I'm be honest with you. The, the dog, and, and I know people going to listen to this right here, and I know people probably going to be like, that dude is crazy. But the dog, out of all the dogs I've hunted with since I've been back in this, the dog that's in, that is that has impressed me the most about just treeing just treeing them coons when where there ain't no coons or or treeing them just cutting him loose there with two or three minutes left and having to have a coon to win and he, and he doing it or just 
tree and the only just a dog that's left that's that's giving me them wild moments and it wasn't necessarily the times i hunted him and, you know but that jack dog i'm i that dog right there i've seen that dog just 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 annihilate a cast and and then you bring him back home and you just tree all them tunes around here around the house with him and i mean that, some of some of the cast cases on that dog in and 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 the way he operated that that dog right there and he's a good i wish we'd have had him when he was two and three year old you know you know, that dog, he, he didn't get, you know, everything he's won, he's won in the last two and a half years, you know. He won, when I, when we got him, I think he had $1,700. You know? I think he got like 106 or 108 now. Did Mr. Ron have him for a long time before you? No, no, no. No, he was trying to find a puppy trainer. When he bought him on the internet, he was up there in Yurtsville, Ohio, and, uh, Mr. Ron got on the, he had bought some puppies and he was needing some training puppies with to, you know, cause he's an older guy. He can't just walk in puppies everywhere, you know? And I think Mr. Ron is like uh, 83 or 84. He can't just walk in puppies all over the woods like me or you could, you know? Right. And so he was going to turn him loose with another dog and he found Jack on there. And he got turning Jack loose with him and Jack was looking in that country tree and them coons every time, you know, he, he was just run off leaving them puppies. Well, Mr. Ron said he could win some hunts. But Mr. Ron, he, he knows what it takes to, he knows what a winner is. Back in the late 70s and 80s, you know, he was, he was, he was a tough competition hunter, you know? Right. He, uh, he, uh, he had the hard time buddy dog, Chapman's Burning Queen, back in the English dogs back in the, back in the later, you know, in the older days, you know? Right. But yeah, Jack is a good was a good dog, and uh, that you know some of the stuff I've seen him do is just he he's a good. One. Well, let me ask you this: <clears throat> what is the what is the best performance you've ever seen by any dog on a on a hunt on a competition hunt? Just a one hunt by far bar bar none the best performance i ever seen in a cast was the world hunt when it was uh when jack was in the final three when joe manning won the world hunt with goose yep best performance i ever seen with dog by far bar none goose treated i think four coons that cast just as pretty i mean just as the that's the best performance i ever seen the dog do right on the biggest stage that you could do it on. That, that's one thing. Uh, that's one thing. Me and Casey talked about. If you're gonna get beat, that's the that's the way to get beat right there. Oh no I doubt. Mean, it, it was that that dog. That dog put on. I mean, a heck of a performance that night. Right. Well, yeah. they uh, them boys over in Texas. They usually hunt some pretty good dogs, also. And yes, yes. That's, some stiff competition over right yeah yeah y'all not far from them i'm sure y'all hunt with them some yeah i enjoy going down there to the uh to the lone star i've had you know the past couple of years i've had some pretty good luck down at the lone star yeah yeah that's always a fun hunt i me and brendan would go to that one uh well, brendan's had some good luck over over the years he has he has uh, uh you know texas is 
it's totally different terrain than we got but it uh as long as as long as you can stay away from running them pigs you usually can do pretty good over there yeah two years ago we had a dog get killed over there running oh i know i've I had, a, I had a dog I got down here from uh, Ron had bought him and a few guys hunting for him and I had sold it well when I had sold Chick up there and Jack and, and Casey done all that up there at the World Hunt with Jack uh, I brought this other dog back Ron had I brought that dog down here he's a good dog he could treat coons and do it right but that son loved a pig I mean loved him I don't know if I had never had a dog I put two collars on him Two T-15s on him with two handhelds, and I could not turn him off a pig. He would just shut up and run him sock. I mean, it was crazy. I never had one I couldn't shut down, and you could not shut him down. I took him over to my uncle's bay pen and put him in there with a bad borehole, let it whoop him. You couldn't you couldn't break him. He loved them. So I told Ron, I said, I'm going to ruin this dog. I'm trying to break him off these pigs. Well, he sent him up to Kentucky, some boys up there, and I think them boys, I looked on the internet, and they done got them an entry down there to the 2500 down there at Lone Star. I called Ron, and I said, them boys don't need to bring that dog down there. He's going to get killed. I said, they do not need to bring that dog down there. Sure enough, they come down there a couple of days early, said they going to break him off holes. I said, all right, you know, try it, whatever. But I think the first night they turned him loose down there, they got him killed. Dang. <laughs> Good, he tore his tendons in the back of his legs and they end up having to put him to sleep. Yeah, I, I hear it every year, you know, somebody, somebody from, uh, and a lot of times it's that, it's that person that comes from, from all far that they don't have pigs, you know, or don't hunt around pigs and they get in them, but man, oh, I know. Yeah, these, old, these old dogs we hunt around here, I mean, they, they ain't a night I don't go hunting, I'm not turning loose in hog sign, you know. And I'll tell you, that sister dog of mine, when she, up until about probably a few months ago, not not too long. I mean, she'd probably still run one a little bit, but I had to get really ugly with her a lot. I mean, she loved them too, but she you, she she was crazy about a pig. I mean, she'd run the hair. She'd run them out of the parish. I mean, way through yonder. And uh, she, uh, I finally got her slowed down off of them and got to shooting some coons out to her after I'd... I'd slow her down off a hog and she'd tree a coon out. She'd bring coons out to her. She'd tree off them hogs. And she, finally, she started dropping the hogs more and more and treeing more and more coons and, and everything. But, man, she bade some one night up in a treetop. And I, probably the maddest I've been coon hunting. She bade these two boar hogs in a treetop. I had just brought a brand-new Ford F-150 uh, XLT loaded out. I mean, a brand new truck. I had just bought, didn't even, still had the paper tags on it. And I pulled up to this spot. I cut her loose. And, uh, no, I had done, I had done been in cut her loose. I pulled up to this spot where she, I thought she had a coon caught on the ground. And I pulled up on this gas line and opened that door up and jumped out to go in there and get that you know kill the coon let her have it whatever you know i left my door open and uh i come up over that treetop and there was two big boar hogs there to come over the top of me one of them about knocked me down and sister got, well i had that t-15 on her and i got the shock of and she run and jumped in the i had left that truck door open and she run and jumped in the cab of that truck and pissed all in my truck 
Man, there like to not been no more of her. I promise you. I, I come and I come and spool on that dog. And I'm sure she had mud on her from where they was in there oh, wallering man, and she, everything. She ruined the cab of that truck. Oh Dude. man. I ain't had no seat covers or nothing yet. Yeah, we've had our share of them pigs. We uh I was sitting here, I've got uh my little boy, he's four and a half, and we put out a deer camera and I'm not much of a deer hunter, but he enjoys it, so I put a deer camera out last week. Saturday, we sitting around the house, and my camera goes off. And I said, Everett, come here. And I show him I got pigs at my feeder at 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, I told him, hang tight. Needless to say, I slipped down there, and they got one less. Mm-hmm. So we we try to work on them down here, but, man, they they everywhere. I'll be honest with you. I, hunt, I, I live in the middle of this Cassachi National Forest up here. Now I got this decent hunting. I mean, it's certain spots it's good hunting, but some of this old timber around here is hundreds of years old. I mean, we got some virgin hardwood in here, and you know, through the years, this timber has seen a lot, a lot of storms. You know, through the years, bad storms. You know. Yep. Well, I notice more and more of this virgin timber is falling over, and the only thing different is there's more and more hogs. And I, I, I honestly think, and I, this may be way out, Johnny, but I honestly think that these hogs going through these flat bottoms, breaking that crust on top, is letting that rainwater penetrate more. And that when that timber floods, that water penetrates more and softens up that root structure. And that's when that, them, that big timber is going over like it is. Oh, I, that, I mean, I don't know if that's the reason, but it, it definitely sounds like it could be a reason. Um, because uh, I mean, some of our bottoms. I mean, they, I honestly believe the hogs are a lot of the reason why these bottoms ain't as good as they used to be. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: I got a, a deer lease in Mississippi, and um, I coon hunt it, squirrel hunt it, deer hunt it, everything on there. And we got pigs bad, real bad, last two years. Well, about five years ago, we had rattlesnakes on there everywhere. The last two years, we hadn't killed a rattlesnake off our place. And I told, the, Go ahead. I told them boys the other day, I said, them pigs are eating them snakes. Yes. I mean, that's that's what I think. I think them snake, you know, they go to rattling and that pig finds where they at and he just goes over there and eats them. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I ain't killed no rattlesnakes, knock on wood. I ain't killed no rattlesnakes in a while. But... I have got, last year I had five different snake bites from my dog, and this year I've already had three. And, uh, the more hogs right here, they get on the ball and start eating more snakes. Well, I can tell you this. If your dog runs across a mud puddle in the woods, they're going to get it's snake bit right now. Especially, hey, that's what I told, I was talking on the phone with Ron the other day. I, I'm hunting right now. I got a couple of nice beaver. The beavers have helped me out. They backed up some. They backed up some creeks, and I flooded some woods for me. And I'm hunting in them flooded woods right now, and I ain't getting no dog snake bit hardly. And I told Ron, I said, hunting in them flooded woods is actually better than hunting woods where there's just a mud puddle or two, because them coons is going to them few mud puddles to get water, and all of the snakes is at them few mud puddles. But when you get in them big woods where they're flooded from the beavers, them snakes are more dispersed, you know. Oh yeah. There's water everywhere, you know. Hundred percent. 
that's the that's the big thing down here if, if they find a, a little puddle in the woods it's gonna have a snake in it oh every one of them and every time a dog goes there they're bit i mean they ain't no yep especially them old trailing dogs that mud hole a lot you know them, right. old, them, old, them dogs of mine dusty and sister they gonna trail around you know they ain't gonna they gonna trail around well they gonna trail around in mud holes if there's a mud hole in the woods this time of year and the dog on trail they gonna trail around in mud holes and they gonna get snake bit eventually oh yeah but, but them old dogs that fly around they gonna they less out to get snake bit this time of year right but uh and everything but well man we've been going at it for right at an hour oh uh, yes, is there any dogs that you want to talk about that we missed i know um we we talked about all of them i, I guess we hadn't really talked about dusty a whole lot but i know she's young right yeah yeah she's uh she'll be a fall one-year-old this 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 september be her one-year-old super stakes and she's uh She's out of a good crosshair. I think five out of that litter had already got their money one for the super stakes, uh, her being one of them. There was nine of them in that litter, I believe. But uh, she needs a lot more hunting than than I've put on, you know, than I've put on her. But I got her kind of at a bad time of the year for me and the weather. But this winter, I, I think this winter give me a couple winter months with no leaves on the tree and, and them tracks a little better. I think this winter me and her get together pretty good. I think I, I I like her a lot. She reminds me a whole bunch of sister. She reminds me a whole bunch of sister when sister was kind of her age. But the only difference is Dusty gets that mouth open. She's going to bark a little more. She's going to get struck. Not She ain't no babbler or nothing like that, but sometimes she'll open on track just just to open she really don't know where it's where, what direction to go yet but she'll get that mouth open as soon as she smells one you know and i like that right how's she bred she's out of a cow dorsch's dog up there that driveline dog driveline and uh and uh there's a female over here good but good friend of mine clark canterbury has name of superstar yeah that, that female she's she's thrown some good dogs i mean she's thrown that late round rock doll, she threw. She's he's out of her, and uh, I think that uh, that uh, dog, uh, I believe at Bill Stokes, that Mo Money OD, yeah. That she's thrown some good dogs, some real good dogs. But uh, they they out of some good dogs. They all make something. Right. Yeah, I like to see a, uh, you know, get a I dog heard. that whole litter does good yeah it seems yeah. like them them dogs usually produce pretty good their self also exactly see sister sister's uh litter it, it's kind of like that there's a i know about five of them out of that litter that's all worn and are still good dogs one of them kind of kind of caught a bad deal and, and died a friend of mine had but i, I hunted one of them at super states i didn't even know it existed out of that litter Casey Stallard was hunting it. And it was Lone Wolf, and I like what I said. That's the dog that beat me on the late round Wednesday night. I drew out with a full brother to her in the late round, and uh, I like that dog a bunch. Uh, I liked him that night a bunch, you know. Uh, he looked good. Uh, but um, that whole litter was a good litter. Uh, and the, uh, set the super stakes, 
as, as her one-year-old super states, uh, uh, Joe Manning had won a pair Rumble, ready to rumble. Uh, he, uh, he was in the final, the six, the final six, with sister and one of her brothers in the final six up there. Nice. Well, what what is y'all's plans? I know you hadn't really talked about raising pups a whole lot or anything like that. Did uh, did y'all have any plans for the future as far as I know? Y'all still got Jen and sister. Y'all gonna try to raise any off of them or any? Man, I like hunting a female just because that's just what I like. Going back to them hog dogs and them cow dogs, my Uncle Lynn that had all them hog dogs and cow dogs, to this day, he still got them, and he still prefers a female over a male. And that was, I come up, pulled around with them females, and it just seems like to me, and this this could be way out, Chandra, but them females don't get burned out as quick. And them females, if they ain't, if their heat cycle ain't messing with them much, they they pretty much business when you get them off that tailgate. Uh, I just I know you got to fool around with them heat cycles and that stuff, but I like fooling with a female. I just them male dogs always pissing on stuff and nasty in the kennel, pissing in the kennel, and I. You know, all, all up on the side and all that stuff. I just don't like that. Yeah. So I'd rather feel female. Uh, I don't hunt them to breed, is what I'm saying. I, I don't really care much about raising puppies. I probably will breed sister one time to try to get a puppy out of her because I like her so much. Right. But I don't have them females to breed. I have them because that's what I like to hunt. I know you, you may not know the answer. You may not have thought about it, but if you was going to breed her tomorrow, what would you breed her to? What have you hunted or seen pups off of that you like? Uh, you know, uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, probably, probably just look at something that's probably got a pretty good reproducing track. Yeah that's out of good dog that's out of natural style a natural type of dog because I, I like them dogs that's got some natural stuff about them you know it's a lot easier you know you take that you know you take sister I can cut that dog loose it can be a dog it can be five dogs treated around here I can cut that dog loose and she'll move right through the middle of them she don't care nothing about them you know uh, you, I feel like I could take her and there could be 15 foxhounds running in a fox pen and I could cut them loose and I feel like she wouldn't go fool with them. you know she wouldn't even listen to him you know she just that nasty you know she don't care nothing about another dog and uh i like cat a bunch and, and uh so probably something like that because that's kind of what i like you know right uh but you never know hell i'm sure some of the best some of the best dogs in the world probably come out of crosses that may be an accident so i don't know right well you never uh, them crosses they oh. all look good in paper but my uncle Lynn's got them hog dogs and cur dogs, and he sells them dogs all over the place. Everybody wants a dog from Lynn Robertson, everybody. And he don't keep up with no paperwork on him. He just breeds a good dog to a good dog. But he knows all them dogs' history. He knows he may breed for what their grandma and grandpa's was, you know. Uh, you know, that's just what he does. He may – all them dogs are so crossed up. They got a little yellow black mouth in them, and – her dog and 
a little bit of July way back yonder. And, you know, they got everything in them. Right. But they work for him. Well, when I was growing up, my grandpa raised rabbit dogs. And I'll tell people whenever breeding and stuff, everybody's like, well, I'm going to breed two good dogs. And I'm guaranteed to get good puppies. Well, it don't work that way because. It don't. It don't. Some guys say, and, and it, hey, it makes a lot of sense if you look at it this way. Some guys say, you know, you can uh, breed breed dogs, and I ain't no big time breeder by no means. I'm not, but I, I've actually listened to some of these other podcasts, and some people say, you know, they know how dogs are going to start from how they breed them and how their ancestors started and all that stuff and all that. But I mean, that, you really don't know till you know, really. Right. One of the. the really one of the main things that we look at is like i said we talked about a while ago is i like to breed to a dog that their entire litter made above average dogs and yeah yes and i feel like a lot of times those dogs will will continue to reproduce yes maybe not quite as good but consistently they they produce fairly decent you know um and I don't like, you know, some of these guys are breed and they'll have one puppy come out being a superstar and we got a reproducer here. Well, no, you just, you no, got lucky. That's right. Um, That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you got to have a little sense when you, I guess you breed them and everything, but, uh, yeah, you, you don't breed for... You don't breed, get you don't break across and then get lucky and get a diamond out of a litter and then breed the same way and hope you get another hope you get another diamond, you know. Right. That, that's. But, what do I, you know? Oh yeah, no, I I know how it is. Trust me. Well, um, is there anything that that we missed or that you want to touch back on? Hmm. No, no, I don't reckon so. I'd like to, you know, I, you know, I know my partner Ron will probably listen to this, and I'd like to appreciate him for everything he's done the past few years for me, making me able to go to these hunts and everything like he has, you know, because, you know, I, I got a family and and uh, everything, and I, I got a lot of bills and everything. I know he probably does too, but he's probably doing a little better in life than I am, and I couldn't go if it wasn't for him. Right. No, I, trust me. I know exactly how that is. I, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Mr. J.W. McGee. He was kind of in yeah. the coon dog for a little while. Yes, sir. That's who I squirrel hunt for. And man, he, he's a blessing. I mean, he enjoys dogs and good dog work and, and we have a good time, but if it wasn't for him, you know, I wouldn't be able to do, do the, the oh, squirrel hunts like I do for sure. I go off them hunts and stuff. Ron, he ain't able, I'm, you know, he's not able to go like he used to way back, way back in, but, uh, he looks forward to me. What he gets out of it is me calling him whether we win or lose, telling him how the cast went and everything. And it ain't never, he don't never put no pressure on you. It's all, it's always, if we didn't win, we'll get on next time. And if you won, good deal. And, you know, he's, that's just what he, he likes. It's just, he likes having a part in and everything. And he's been a, he's been a, a great partner really right well but, uh, maybe one day we can get him on here and, 
and talk dogs back I in. I guarantee you he could tell you some stories from way back in about some of them old-timers, Ed Bates and Timothy Ball, and he hunted with all them guys. Right. He can tell you stories upon stories. Well, I ain't, I ain't much on the, the bloodlines back then, but I'm sure he can he can get me up to date on them. And like I said, we just like talking dogs and hearing stories and experiences from people from all over the country. Yes. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, he, he's a good storyteller. He can tell you some stuff. Gotcha. Well, maybe I'll have to get up with you and, and get him lined up one evening. Yes, sir. Well, man, we're going to get off of here. I'm going to get all this edited, and I'll get it. Uh, I'll let you know when I get it pushed out. And all right, we'll man. Get I enjoyed it. We appreciate it. And uh, from everybody at the Hunting Dog Public Podcast, we appreciate you coming on today. And uh, if anybody's got anybody interested wanting to do it, give us a holler. We, uh, we'd love to just talk dogs. Yes, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.